This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Ryan trying to throw cold water on this on this I'm offensive. Just, no, no, I know, just, I know. If they're going to be, if they're going to get where they need to be, that offensive line has got to get together. Yeah, one hundred percent. There's no question. Yeah, yeah especially especially with all be, the they could be okay, and Dak could you know make up for a lot of the problems they have, and CD can make up for a lot of the problems. But they need to find a way to be more consistent running the football. They really, really do need to get that squared away. Absolutely. I mean, that's what Mike McCarthy had told us all along he wanted to do. It is now time for the Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. It's where we turn things over to you guys and uh, let you ask some of the questions. Uh, Let's start off here with a question from Matt. He says, almost every time Kevontae Turpin has touched the ball this season, good things have happened. In what ways do you think the Cowboys can get creative to get him the ball more? Could having him and Cooks on the field at the same time pose problems for defenses with their speed? Like it. I like you're all for doing. that. Yeah, I like what Matt's doing there because he's absolutely right. You know, the one thing in the second half, we and we talked about it last year at the bye. Uh, you know, could you find ways to get Turpin the ball more? They just never did. I'm yep. not just talking about jet sweeps, but his ability to catch the ball down the field. We saw it. Great pass by, great route. Bring him in motion, bunch formation. Boom! He runs the corner or he runs the nickel up the field. It's the best play they had in the San Francisco game. You know, he he makes a great adjusting catch. This kid is just not a jet sweep guy. Find ways to get the ball. Once again, we saw them put him in the backfield and throw, toss him the ball and then you know, him get to the outside in a hurry. Just downhill really quick. Yep. They, they need to create opportunities. and It just doesn't have to be screens. It could be bunches, scatter, drag him, pick guys, you know, let him come across, try and pick his guy if you're playing man coverage against him. You know, get him in the space so he can get the ball. I totally agree with you, Matt. Great observation. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Turpin has has been impressive. Now, the biggest he's thing been, Turpin's going to have been damn good. He's been yeah. better. Yeah, you, you mentioned the block. It's not just the stuff yes, that he's done I mean, with the ball. He, he's he, yes, absolutely. He's he's become a little bit of a complete player. I will say the one thing he always has to guard against fumbling. He he gets a little careless with that football. He does. He will try he's, really hard to get a, an extra yard or two and fumble. He's 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 going to have to protect the football a little bit better. Uh, next question here from Mister Slinky Three. This is not Ooh. General Slinky like the last time where you were uh, Mister Hotkeys or or did you whoever ever, it was. You never played with a Slinky as a kid, did you? Yeah, I did. I absolutely did. I used to put oh, it on I the steps. Was... I used to do that. Ging, okay, ging, ging, okay. You know what a Slinky is? I yeah, thought yeah, you were yeah, just, yeah. I thought you were just BS. Please, me. no, no. The steel ones. I always loved yeah. them. So yeah. yeah. Uh, he's asking who needs to take the next step. For the Cowboys to go deep in the playoffs. So, Brian, if I said there's one person on this roster, you just get to pick one. You you get to make that player reach their full potential outside of the quarterback. That's too easy. You get yeah. to make that one player reach their full potential. Who most impacts the Cowboys' chances in the playoffs if you do that? 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Damone Clark. It's a good answer. Yeah. yeah. They need Damone Clark because what's going to happen is Leighton Van Rush is going to be gone for a little bit, you know, maybe what, two more games, three more games maybe. Yeah. Damone Clark played well against the Chargers, but they're going to need him to be a 10 to 12 tackle guy every week. He's got to be a guy that doesn't get fooled on plays, reads his keys, gets downhill, maybe a tackle for a loss. Those are the things that Leighton Van Rush was really, really good at. Knifing through there, blitzing when yep. he had to. Tackle a guy, it's a gain of four. Tackle him right there, it's a gain of four. That's it, not a gain of past the four that goes to 12 or 15. Tackle well, read your keys, play downhill. You know, they, they're going to need, if this defense is going to be, and, you know, you, you could say, hell, you could say this too. You could say Donovan Wilson's name too. If this defense is going to be, if, if it, this defense is going to be where it needs to be, you're going to have to have Donovan Wilson. Tyler Biotish is another one to me. You've got to be better in the center than you have been. I mean, yep. the center of the offense. Because they're going to have to run the ball. Maybe, maybe, maybe Pollard's going to have to be better. I mean, there's so many guys you can name, but the number one guy on my list is Damone Clark because he needs to take over where Van Der Esch has vacated. I think Clark's a really good answer. I think Gilmore, if you could get the most out of Gilmore, Gilmore. as possible, that, that would be Lewis. big. Lewis would be huge. I mean, you mentioned the safeties already. Yeah. Uh, you know, you could pick Biotis. You could pick Steele. You could Steel. pick Tyron. I, I mean, honestly, there, there are a number of different ways you can go. That I do like the, the pick of Clark, though, especially because of, of how thin they are there. Yeah. Uh, next question here from John. As the team stands now, do you believe the Cowboys are good enough to beat the Eagles twice this season or even once? Once. I agree. Here's the thing. I think the this, this happens all the time. We get the flavor of the week. I'm guilty of it. Yeah. I, I see the Bills win three straight games by 28 points, including whoop up on the Dolphins. Yeah. And I go, Buffalo might be the best team in football. They might yep. be the only team to challenge San Francisco. Yep. And then you see them just spiral the next three weeks. Yeah. Uh, you know, we see San Francisco lose two games. Uh, in a row that we're, we're now obviously no Debo, no Trent, but injuries happen in this league. You still need to win football games. They've not been impressive the last two weeks. We had some people asking, like, could they be one of these like all time teams? They're really, really good. And and now we're kind of going back to that. I will say I'm not going to be so quick to forget what I've seen from Philly through the first six weeks of the year. They're that- they're. They're a good t- – right, but I mean the first six before that game okay, against Miami. I got you. I got you. Miami was a, a really impressive – that is the best football game the Eagles have played this year. And they yeah. did it against a really good football team. They were really impressive. That's a scary team. The Eagles on that day were beating the Cowboys probably 100 times out of 100. They were that good. Yeah. So I, I totally get that. I've also seen that team struggle in ways against the Jets that the Cowboys didn't. I've seen that team struggle against the Patriots in ways that the Cowboys didn't. They've had some trouble. The Vikings gave them a lot of problems early on in the season. Uh, so I I think Philly's good. I've probably underrated them throughout the year. But I also think Philly is not as good as they were this time last year. Maybe they reach it. Maybe they get to that point. Bayard, like we mentioned earlier, is a really good player. 
Um, but I, I think there's a little bit of prisoner. There might be prisoner of the moment sentiment if you're like, can they even beat them once? Dallas can absolutely beat them once. They can yeah. beat them twice. I think yeah. they will split. Yeah, the thing I think if you're going to catch Philly, and it'd be great if you could catch him at home. But if you could catch him with, it, it appears that Donovan, uh, I'm going to say Don McNabb, uh, that uh, Jalen Hurts is nicked up. Yep. You know, if he's dealing with this knee injury and it's something that gets progressively worse when you play them here in two weeks, that will surely help your causes. You know, you need to make him play backwards. Don't let him play forward. Make him play backwards. And if he's compromised with his mobility because of a little bit of a knee thing he's dealing with, that, that can only help the Cowboys. Capable of beating him twice? Sure. Likely? No. But if you could, boy, if you could take this one at Philadelphia here in a couple weeks, that would be huge going forward. You don't need you don't need the former scout to tell you that. You would know that you know, yourself. Yeah. What would that be? Let me look at that game. Is uh, November fifth correct? Yeah, November fifth. Mm-hmm. November fifth, uh, and and you know what November fourth could potentially be. Now we'll know the outcome by the time. Was that the final game between the that, Phillies? That could and be the Game Rangers? Seven between the Phillies and the Rangers. If it's the Phillies, I haven't even looked to see a score update while we've been recording. We're recording yeah. here as the game I'm got hoping, started. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for Arizona. That's my team. But Arizona. it is something where, uh, man, boy, if the Rangers happen to pull off a Game Seven victory over the Phillies. You are not going to want to be dressed in Cowboys gear the very next day for an Eagles game. I, I will One say One all in the bottom of the fourth. Boom. There we go. All right. And Chris Mad Dog Russo said if the D-backs win tonight, he's retiring. So just, just that's on the line as well. Last question here from Chris Hodnett, one of our loyal listeners. Brian brought us, as it is uh, Halloween coming up uh, upon us, uh, what is your favorite trick-or-treat candy? I am not a big fan of Halloween at all. I'm really not. What I know candy this- then? What's your favorite candy? I love I love uh, slightly chilled Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh, that's good. You I like Reese's sli- pieces too. Yeah, make them slightly chilled, and I'm good to go. You know what I've and I don't know when this happened. This was about two three years ago. I discovered I have like a real obsession with caramel, not caramel, caramel. Uh, like a heat I, bar. I, like no, not not that kind. Like I mean, like um, like I love like sugar babies and and uh, Man. like it's not caramel, but I love bit of honey. That's like a tra- that's really that's good. Oh, I love God. salted cho- caramel, like dark chocolate with salted caramel inside. Oh, that okay. I I don't know what it is. Caramel's become an obsession for me in the last couple of years. But the top the top candy for me uh, is probably I like the chocolate peanut butter thing. Reese's Fast Break, the, Either, the little candy bar. Yeah, Reese's is good. But I'll tell you another one real quick too is the. The Nestle Crunch Bar, yeah, with the with the peanuts and that that's the Mr. Good Bar. Those bite, not the Mr. Good Bar, but the the Mr. Good Bar is the peanuts. The Crunch is the rice crispy. The red, white, and blue. Yeah, the Mr. Good Bar is a is a yellow wrapper. The uh, the 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 Crunch is a red, white, and blue wrapper. What's what's the difference between a Crunch Bar and a Crackle? That's kind of it's kind of the The same one. Peanut. It's a little bit more snap to it. I guess so. A little more snap in the crack. That's what it is. Uh, All right. So if Brian brought us to come and trick or treating by your house, be sure to put lots of crunch bars in there and chilled peanut butter cups. Uh, Brian, we will. We still got. We left a lot on the table. Still got Michael Gallup to get to. We've got uh, the Browns and the 49ers. Takeaways from that. We got to preview the Rams this week. So uh, we'll have two more episodes this week. week. We're back to it, man. To the to the end. We go to the moon. No days off. No days off. Day by day. That no you, days, all gas, oh. no breaks. You keep Day chanting it, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> For Brian Broaddus, I'm Bobby Belt. We will talk to you guys again next time.